Hello and welcome back to Pokemon Radio. We are your hosts, Derek and Ceci, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Professor Oak's Pokemon Talk. Now, unfortunately, even in a season premiere, Professor Oak is unable to join us today because he is on summer vacation. So he's out living life, enjoying himself. Um, he calls it a summer vacation. This is more like a, uh, I call it a leave. It's like it's like a summer yeah. leave because I have not seen this man in a long time. I wish we got vacations, Derek. <laughs> I wonder what that is like. When's the last time we got a day off? It's been a. It's been a I think while. We started. Yeah. <laughs> It's been a while. Okay, that's my one. That's my first breaking into song of the new season. <laughs> I would do more. I just don't know any of the other words. It's just some like grunting. It's like I've been a while. I don't even know what song that is. I'm Because it's been a while since I said I'm sorry. Bar- you don't know that song. Barkley is so interested. <laughs> Barkevius is like, what are you doing? And stop. Oh, uh, okay. Well, welcome to season four, starting out how we starting left strong, off. Starting strong, yeah. <laughs> starting very strong as Barkley viciously attacks my arm. Now, this season, we are following some two new trainers in Sinnoh, both 14 years old. So, like, not as much of a children, child children as some of the others we face. These people are tiny humans, maybe able to make better life decisions. We'll find out. Maybe. Um, they are... Both summer interns with the Sinnoh Pokemon League and do plan on challenging Sinnoh's gym leading or gym league challenge and want to help the Pokemon League better understand the type coverage of their gyms. Basically doing some research into the different types these gyms encompass, whether they need more types, different types, seeing how it all works. And I think this is a really cool program. They get to learn. They get to help these young trainers. I really like what they're going for here. Yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense, too. And obviously, there's a huge benefit to the Pokemon League. Um So, to accomplish this review, our trainers will be required through the terms of their internship program to use at least one Pokemon on their team that is of the type of each gym they've defeated. Um, So, for example, Rourke, who's our first gym leader in Sinnoh, he's a Rock-type specialist. So, after his defeat, our trainers will need to add at least one Rock-type Pokemon to their team and become familiar with the type and see how it plays going through the rest of the gym league challenge so it's great for our trainers because it forces them to become familiar with a lot of different pokemon types and then also obviously for the pokemon league like they get to not pay their interns anything other than course credit to do like this full comprehensive review of their system which is like exactly what they want, exactly. Yeah. Okay, labor, woo. I guess in this normally, like this happens a lot with like cosplayers and stuff in the nerdverse, where like they're paid with exposure yeah. and it's, like some bullcrap like that. Like no, like does not count. That does not count. But like in this case, I will say, getting to be sponsored by the Pokemon League and get this experience, you know, maybe a chunk of money would be nice. But like this is actually really crazy. Like this is super cool. Like if I was a kid doing this, like. This seems like it's something that can set you up for the rest of your life. Like, if you're a Pokemon League champion, you're set for life. So I do actually enjoy that they're doing something, despite still, like, taking advantage of tiny humans. <laughs> I they, There is some good that can come out of it, so that's good. Well, and I'm, opti- I'm, now for the- I'm optimistic because in our past couple of seasons, we've been working sort of at the behest of the regional um, Pokemon 
professor who maybe doesn't have a ton of sway in the region and our um Mm. our travel experiences have been not that great but um being now tied to the pokemon league as opposed to a professor like that carries some weight so i'm like crossing my fingers hoping that at least like our travel experience is a little bit like easier (laughs) that would be nice i would be very appreciative of that i'm crossing my fingers because for that too because that's it's we haven't had the best accommodations uh to say the (laughs) least that's putting it very kindly uh at this point but Either way, yes, and then the, for the trainers that are not successful in this, they are forced to work in a Pokemon grinding factory for the rest of their lives, <laughs> making Pokemon candy from the dead corpses of Pokemon. So let's just hope, wish them the best, and hope it doesn't go poorly. Now let's introduce everyone and see who we are all going to be following and hanging out with on this journey. Uh, Ceci, I'll let you start. All right, so I will be following a young woman named Jenna. Uh, Her mother is, of course, the famous Jenna Rink of 13 Going on 30 fame. Um, And young Jenna has used her mother's connections in the corporate world to... um, She's already got a couple of internship experiences under her belt. A lot of um, varied Fortune 500 type companies... So she's a bit of a name dropper, um, definitely doing this internship more for the clout of who she can say she's worked with than any sort of desire to learn about Pokemon or assist the Pokemon League in this review. Um, So that'll be pretty interesting. So Jenna um, will be naming her Pokemon. Like I said, she's a bit of a name dropper, um, after all of the companies that she's interned with (laughs) in her past. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's just so funny to me. I'm so proud of this. I can can tell. Um, (laughs) and in... What is perhaps actually my greatest stroke of brilliance? Um, her rival is Bernie Sanders. <laughs> um, because as um, all of you listeners will hear throughout this journey, um, our trainers' rivals tend to offer or force these outrageous fines on our trainers. So <laughs> Bernie's just out here trying to tax the rich. <laughs> I like the Yep. I like the creativity. But now I can't get the picture of just like this adorable old person as as who who you're just talking yeah. with his shoulders and hands above himself yeah. as he talks the entire time. Yep. <laughs> All right. Now tell me about your trainer, Derek. Uh so my trainer has a slightly uh the, the backstory I got was slightly more I guess efficient or just vague. Um <laughs> I, my, the backstory I got was a single sentence, or maybe two sentences. I forgot how it was phrased, whether it was a comma or a period. But it basically said, his name is Pujis, because he's the shit. And I was like, well, that's interesting. So when I met him, I was just straight up like, okay, like, hi, Pujis. Uh, why did your parents name you Pujis? And he just went, they named me Pujis, because they knew I'd be the shit. And I said, okay, like, that's that's it. Like, is there anything else to it? Nothing? No. No other, like, I don't know his history. I don't know where he's from. All I know is that his name Pooja's and he's the shit. Hey. Um, 
that's that's where we that's where we are. I'm gonna learn more about him as this journey goes on. Um, as far as uh, his rival is uh, not a, definitely a different personality. It sounds like than Bernie Sanders. Um, I didn't ask if this was his real name because Pujas is kind of like real. He's not he's not a man of many words at this point or a child of many words. So I was like, oh, what's your buddy's name? He's like Fuckface, and I said, <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's his name so his rival's name is fuckface that has <laughs> I, to be I don't, I don't know like what, what pujas calls him right <laughs> I, I honestly at this point pujas's name is pujas and i've seen like the documents on that shit so maybe fuckface maybe it's like Fukfase. <laughs> maybe his family's french his real name could be Fukfase. you know what fuck it i'm gonna call him Fukfase for now <laughs> That is his name. That's so, so funny. So it's it's Pujas and Fufase that are going to be going on this journey. Um, yeah, and I'm excited to see where where it goes for them. Any uh, insight as to how Pujas is going to be naming his Pokemon? I he told me just wait and see. I, I think I already know where it's going. I'm sure. pretty <laughs> sure I know where it's going, but I don't want to assume. We're gonna find out. All right. Well, we Does... shall wait and see. I guess. <laughs> And now for a quick word from our sponsors. Next week on Search for the Red Gyarados, our intrepid party makes their way to Mahogany Town in the forebodingly named Lake of Rage to follow up on reports of a mysterious Red Gyarados sighting. Will this be the real thing, or will it just be an oversized Magikarp like in Lake Lucid and Lake Slowpoke? Will our explorers ever find a Red Gyarados in Johto? Tune in next week to find out. Now back to our show. So let's now move on to Twin Leaf Town. The adorable name for a little town. We do find our trainers watching a special on the Red Gyarados in the Lake of Rage in Johto. Good times. Throwing, throwing it back. I oh, remember Red that Gyarados Red Gyarados in the Lake of Rage. Yeah. It was what a time. So many conspiracies. Now, uh, as our trainers do head downstairs, they they're very polite. More so than some of the other trainers we followed, saying bye to their mom, letting them know that their rival and friend is looking for them. Like it's a friendly conversation. They're ready to send them off out into the world, being on an adventure, and it's like. I realize at this point they don't know what the adventure is, but like even just going out to see their friend or anything, the parents seem much more involved, caring. Before it was just like, oh, don't know where you're going. You're 10 years old. Good luck today. Like, like caring, this seems like it's like an involved. Caring is an interesting word to use because as our trainers head out the door, their mom gives them a warning, you know, don't go into the tall grass. Of course, we've all heard it before. And then she gives them a sick bird. <laughs> she says, <laughs> if you had your own Pokemon, it'd be fine. But you don't. Like, damn, mom. Like, just fucking ruthless over here. <laughs> Roasting is the ultimate sign of affection. So yeah, I, I guess. think that their parents are doing a, a good job of, you know what? Maybe they need a little bit of rough love. Maybe they need a little bit of, of of uh i guess burn yeah this is to, how to you parent teenagers as opposed to preteens i, don't, I wouldn't know <laughs> i never want to know now as we go um we do we're gonna go ahead at least me and poo just went over to fuk Fosse's house 
um, where he was basically saying that, like, he's going to the Lake Verity. Um, we don't really get much input in this. Like, okay, is Lake Verity fun? Is it scary? I don't know. I don't like water. Why are we going here? Um, and issues, you mentioned a fine was issued, which now I understand the name. If we're late, and then we run off to, he runs off to look for Red Gyarados. What is, this child has too much energy. It is extremely like, chaotic, yeah. <laughs> which is like, I think... In Fouke Fosse's case, I think this kid literally could have had a different name, and then by, like, age four, his parents were like, nah, you're fuck-faced. Like, I've had enough of this. Like, that is what your name's going to be. Because it is pure chaotic energy, bouncing around, bouncing off the walls. Like, it's a lot, and I don't... And it was a lot for us, too. Because, like, I don't know about Pooja's, but, like, Jenna was on her best behavior, like, was being super polite, was, like, trying to make some small talk with me, like... It's awkward. It's awkward for us as adults, like, following and shadowing these children. Like, I'm sure as a kid who has a little bit more self-awareness as a 14-year-old, it's got to be super weird to have an adult following you. So, like, there's a little bit of weird tension there. And then we go over to the neighbor's house because apparently Bernie's looking for Jenna. And then he just, like, rips off and is just, like, this is what we're doing. You don't get a choice. If you're late, you get a million-dollar fine by and like runs off and it's like if you don't want us to be late why don't you wait and like we'll all go together well that's a that's a really good point if we just walk as a group that would kind of solve that issue i i don't i don't understand i am this this child pook fosse is going to be the bane of my existence as journey i could already talk oh, yeah. i get good vibes from pujas but this this other little fuck face I, I don't know um i don't know what i'm gonna feel by the end of this for this I, the, will this child be punted stay tuned now <laughs> When we do get over to Lake Verity, uh, it's just north of Twin Leaf, uh, Twin Leaf Town, and it's a nice little. You look. You put some f- fancy words in here. <laughs> bucolic. Bucolic. Look at me pronouncing shit right. Let's go. It's a bucolic ass lakefront. It's bucolic as shit. <laughs> okay, Which it's the most bucolic calm place I've ever been. And pretty. <laughs> like, oh, that's what. I, of course it does. That's yeah. What, exactly. I'm gonna use that word like 17 times today. <laughs> Supposed to be going to the mall after this and be like, yo, this mall is looking bucolic today. (laughs) 100%. I'm going to use that at least 12 times today. Good for you. As long as you learn something, Derek. I I need to write this on my hand so I don't forget. Now, we do get to witness the famous Professor Rowan uh, and his assistant as they pack up and leave the lakeshore. But they seem kind of scatterbrained as well because they do forget the professor's briefcase, which I feel like of all things to forget, like, how is that what you forget? Yeah. It feels like it'd be one of those things where it's like, you know, like, bone keys, wallet, fucking briefcase with rare Pokemon would kind of be in the same, like, little roundabout. So it's it's a little strange. Yeah, I feel bad for his assistant because the assistant definitely seemed, like, intimidated by Professor Rowan. Um, But, yeah, shame on Professor Rowan for just walking off without his briefcase. Yeah. I, I agree. But Fook Fasse, little fuckface, literally immediately wants to go check it out. And, like, it just – normally for something like this, like, you, I'd be like, oh, no, he left it. Do we want to chase him down? Are we going to think about it? No. Fook Fasse is just full speed running straight at it. Like, ooh, what are we going to do? Which what are we going to do? Let me see this. This briefcase is in the tall grass. Like, let's not forget the sick burn that our trainer's moms just gave them. And, yep. like, yeah, they – the professor and his assistant just left. It would make a lot more sense to just go after them. But, like, as we're 
Jenna and I are like, okay, well, are we gonna, like, stay here? Are we gonna go track him down? Bernie's just, like, already off in the tall grass, and we're like, well, fuck, I guess we're gonna go save his ass. Because <laughs> immediately, in non-shocking news, when he runs into tall grass, a Starly decides to attack. And, like, of all the Pokemon to be attacked by, let's be real, Starly's probably the least intimidating, but at the same time, it can still cause some damage. Also, like, it's a bird pokemon i was not into this at all oh i mean yes this is very this is very true i, I forgot about that whole that whole like issue. But as in a general, pokemon like, sure it's not that scary but like as a yeah. creature that is a bird with talons and a beak and wings pretty terrifying literally a dinosaur so yeah like, i get where you're going with that so at this point pujas <laughs> and fuckface fukfase had no like any like they had no decision to make other than to take one of the pokemon in there and defend themselves and at this point i didn't want to punch a starly in the face so i was like okay <laughs> let me let them do this this seems like the more logical thing i'm not gonna get arrested for abusing a pokemon so yeah uh then they had no choice and they went ahead and scooped up some pokemon so pujas i'll just kind of start with it pujas immediately grabs this little pokeball with an adorable little turtwig in it oh i the love cutest turtwig. little turtle baby oh and with and he seems pretty knowledgeable he knew what the pokemon was and everything and then he just turns to me as this pokemon comes out of the pokeball just like looks looks over at me and goes like i'm gonna name him turdwig because he's the shit (laughs) and it was just so i think i see the convention coming so he's got a little turdwig oh man um (laughs) and was ready to defend himself classic yeah uh classic Jenna pulled out this little fire monkey named Chimchar, um, who she, as she's pulling it out, she turned to me. Like I said, we were making some, like, awkward small talk, get familiar with each other conversation. And she pulls this Chimchar out, and she's like, oh, by the way, did you know that I uh, interned at Coca-Cola once? Um, And that's what she named her Chimchar, (laughs) so that I don't forget that she interned at (laughs) Coca-Cola. So we got a Chimchar named Coca-Cola. Okay. Yep. I see you, Jenna. Yep. Now, we are able to... The, the Starly itself is not a big deal once we once there are Pokemon that we can use to defend ourselves. But now, all of a sudden, Buckface Fukfase is concerned and like, oh no, we had to use Pokemon. Uh, What's going to... And it's like, bro, you literally caused this. Like, you ran into Tallgrass. Everybody is taught from the youngest of ages, if you run into Tallgrass, you're going to get attacked by Pokemon. Like, it's it's not like a... Maybe it'll happen. Like, that's what happened. So, like, Like, you clearly to the point where people are making jokes about it now. Because that's yeah. just, like, so, the first lesson of living in the Pokeverse. <laughs> literally. Like, literally when you go outside, the first thing is, like, your parents, don't go into tall grass. Don't go into tall grass. Don't do it. Yep. And it's just, like, and this is the, now you're concerned. Like, oh, no, we had, like, no shit. You had to use it. Like, so when, when the uh, assistant gets back, it's just, at this point, I'm annoyed. Like, whatever uh they realize that we've used the pokemon at this point obviously it's not like it's hidden um the assistant gets really like kind of flustered because it's like what the fuck just happened you just like took these rare pokemon and started uh basically battling with them um and then just runs off with the briefcase without the pokemon that just had to be used basically saying like come find us essentially like so now we don't know what's going on now at this point i'm following like not following fuckface is just going crazy like running in circles doesn't know what to do we, I, at this point i'm just following fuckface around because i'm like there's too much chaotic energy i can't try to contain it yeah. i'm just gonna like get taken away by it so we got led all the way back going back towards home back towards twin leaf town just to 
try to figure out what's going and then eventually we do run into professor rowan again and the assistant which i was happy because if we did not find them and we just made it all the way back to twin leaf that would have been stressful because at that point i'm stuck with a running in circles fukfase that i was not ready to deal with and like potentially accessory to a crime well that too <laughs> yeah I, that, that's a minor part of it as well that would not have been great so uh professor rowan does check out the pokemon actually leaves them with us which i was kind of surprised about i figured like it's not like they're like tainted like okay thanks you defended yourself give me my pokemon back um and then just basically just like you know what i'm going back to my lab in sangam town bye bye like just goes off and the assistant goes ahead and invites us to visit the lab so this, this is where we can go i get very similar vibes from fuk fase and professor rowan i feel like just a conspiracy alert maybe that's his dad i get extremely <clears throat> extremely opposite vibes from bernie and professor rowan professor rowan is like tough intimidating stoic man of very few words and bernie is just like running around in circles has too many words like cannot keep his mouth shut cannot like keep focused on literally anything i feel like there are not two people i guess we've only met like four people so far but like <laughs> there could not be two more different people <laughs> well fine disagree when i'm right we'll just write this down no, I, I just, it felt like he was just like, okay, keep him, I gotta go, bye. Like, it felt like it was very much like he's bouncing off the walls. Uh, he's just like a more controlled version of Fouque Fosse. I an guess adult that's version, fair, yeah. Say. Like, the vibe I got was like, uh, I'm, I'm too important to be dealing with this. Like, this is not worth my time. And it's like, I don't know hmm. why, like, these precious little Pokemon would not be worth your time, but like, okay. So it wasn't just pure chaos. I got you. I got you. I so, mean, that's my that's my read. It could just be chaos. Who knows? Not us, apparently. <laughs> we'll find out. So then we do end up going over to San. Is it San Gem? Sandgum? Yeah, I say Sand Gem. You definitely said Sandgum before, <laughs> sand and I'm gum. like not really I, sure how you possibly got that out of <laughs> Sand Gem. <laughs> the thing is. If, if, when I'm like going through, I don't really read town signs much. So when we're somewhere, I'm just like, we're at the place with this. I, I, I would did, honestly, if you would have asked me what the town's name was that Professor Rowan lived in or his had his lab in, I could have get a hundred guesses. I wouldn't have gotten it. I had no idea it was called San Gem Sangum. This is San your Gem. first time in Sinnoh, Derek. How are you not paying more attention to like? I have the no situational awareness. You? Apparently I have no not. awareness of my surroundings. Yeah. I but Sa Sand Gem's a cool name. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Like go Sand Gem. Okay. So <laughs> we'll keep it Sand Gem. Fine. I give in. Normally with pronunciations, I'm I'll fight for it more. But in this case, I think you might be right. Um. So following our second encounter with Professor Rowan, we do end up going back to Twin Leaf just to go ahead and check in with parents, which. Again, more responsible, not just, like, running out and assuming, like, oh, they'll figure it out. Um, and at least for Pooja's, Pooja's mom was very reassuring that Professor Rowan will understand. He's not going to be too mad. It was self-defense. Like, just explain yourself. And it was, like, he wouldn't want a little kid to get murdered by a Starly, so he'll be okay with it. So I was, like, you know what? Maybe. This is very encouraging. I'm glad Pooja's mom was, like, thinking it from that perspective. It was nice. Um, and also, in very important news, she also gives Pooja's a pair of running shoes, which, as we know in the Pokeverse, if you do not own running shoes with a little license, you are not allowed to run. <laughs> very strict rules. They don't want any turned ankles. 
No, like, pulled hamstrings from improper footwear. If you try to run around in a pair of boots, you will be arrested on the spot. Maybe put to death. I don't know. I've never seen it happen because no one tests that shit. I've heard rumors that if you run without proper footwear, a scyther comes out of nowhere and fucking decapitates your ass. So, like, bam. Watch out. Yeah. Uh, that's how they used to do it back in the day. I'm, I'm sure it changed a little bit, but... uh. Yeah, that's Scyther teams. They used to have the, the, the sprinting Scyther teams, they <laughs> called them. If you did it improperly, you were done for. Maybe so. we'll finally be able to keep up with Bernie and Fukfase. Maybe, maybe. Because, yeah, he definitely had his running shoes license for sure already. Unless he's, like, the world's greatest power walker, so. And now for a quick word from our sponsors. Hello, fine people. If you are looking for anything to do this summer, come visit the bucolic Lake Verity. If you know nothing about this place, just know that it is bucolically bucolic. So bucolic, in fact, that when I walked up and saw it for the first time, my only thought was, holy mother of shit, this is bucolic. It is so bucolic that when you walk up, no other thought can capture your mind other than the fact that it is bucolic. One time, I brought one of my friends who had never spoken a word before. He was a monk and he did not believe in speaking and he walked up and he saw this lake and he said bucolic because that is the only thought that you could ever have. It is the most bucolic place on earth. Come see the bucolicity and enjoy it. It is Lake Verity and come be bucolic with us. Now back to our show. So San Gem Town is a brief jaunt to the west through Route 201, and that's our first section of wild Pokemon battles. Also, says he, a jaunt to the west. You got me saying... Uh, oh, no, it's definitely to the east also. <laughs> okay, well, you got me saying bucolic. We take a bucolic walk through this jaunt to the east. Um... <laughs> I, I, it feels like you're. Ma- I honestly, you could be making up words, and I wouldn't know it. And I would just be. Re- you could just tell me anything. Like you could just Look, write Pukfase on there. As our listeners know, I'm the one who makes the notes for the show, and it's yes. possible that I was making the notes for this while I was sick with COVID and was reading a lot because I couldn't do anything else. So. Mm. <laughs> I honestly think it'd be funny if you just started like just, like just inserting words into here that are just completely bullshit and just have me read it like I know what I'm talking about. That'd be great. So I would never do um, that to you, probably. Probably, yeah. So a jaunt is that like a, a like what a, is that? Like it's like a quick like a quick brief walk. Like you know, it's okay. not that far. Like a little a little, go, little walk. Hello, I'm gonna go take a jaunt. Also, it's to the east because obviously okay. I understand cardinal directions. Okay. <laughs> I wrote down west, but it's definitely to the east. <laughs> to the, that's cool. Hello, I'm gonna go take a jaunt to the east. Yeah. Yes. Bro. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it? Okay, we're good. Uh, we are good now. So with that, we do get to battle some wild Pokemon, which is super fun. Um very much enjoy it uh seeing turdwig out in action is a great time it's an adorable little turtle but quite vicious so fucked up did a enjoy that bunch of starlies so many starly were harmed in the in the making of this production so uh professor rowan's assistant does greet us once we get to the town entrance um i don't know if they're just sitting there waiting which because we spent a while like battling shit in the grass and like i think I want to say Turdwig was probably like level ten by the time we like it was. We spent a minute, so like 
I don't know how long they were waiting there. Yeah, Coca-Cola was, like, level 7, so, like, not a t- as much time, it sounds like, as you guys, but, like, we didn't beeline it there, so, like, yeah. um, yeah, the assistant for us was Lucas, I think you probably met Don, um, but maybe they, I'm like, terrible with names. Don traded sounds right. off shifts because May- we met Yo. two different assistants. You're right. So they probably were waiting there a while. <laughs> mm, oops. Um, but they do end up, once we meet them, yeah, Don took us straight to the lab. Uh, Professor Rowan is impressed by the bond. So that was, like, a good sign at first. So, like, it wasn't immediately, like, fuck you kids, you're going to jail, or juvie, whatever they do, <laughs> and then we're going to jail. It was very, very much, like, a first, like, impressed by the bond that our trainers made with the Pokemon in that, like, high-pressure moment. And actually offered to let Poojus keep the Pokemon on the condition that they assess, assist in completing the Pokedex, which is, like, perfect news, because one, like, they already are on, like, this journey of having to become, like, Poke Masters and win the Pokemon League, like, completing a Pokedex and, like, adding to that is just, like, you're already trying to do similar shit anyway. So it's very much like, a, oh, not only are we not going to be, like, arrested or in trouble, but we get to, like, learn more and do more, which is kind of a win-win. Synergy. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that synergy, just just uh good luck i think yeah, is the only I way to describe it i can't help but question if this is all one giant um conspiracy because are we in a simulation like how convenient is it potentially a little too convenient that uh these two trainers who are literally on an internship mission from the pokemon league to learn about different pokemon types requiring them to use lots of different pokemon and, like, oh, just coincidentally, this professor is also working on a Pokedex for Sinnoh. So, like, I guess because you were forced to steal one of my Pokemon that I definitely didn't set you up for, you can pay me back by working on this Pokedex for me. I don't know. Seems too yeah. convenient. Because otherwise, just how convenient. are our trainers going to get starter Pokemon? They needed some Pokemon that uh, the yeah. Pokemon League did not provide. So very you you make you make wonderful points. You're very right. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. How that were were they just gonna like go like kidnap a Starly? I, I genuinely didn't even think about that. No so, idea. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a huge oversight by the Pokemon League. I figured that that's a really good point. They Why did they clearly, not provide any sort of starting material? Because they're clearly in cahoots with Professor Rowan, but like because they're not paying these children. <laughs> To do these tasks, they had to set them up so that they would feel compelled to do so. Cahoots is such a great word. Um, now, <laughs> upon leaving the lab, Rowan's assistant does kind of give us a little tour, shows us the Pokemon Center, Pokemon shows us around. Um, and as we were leaving, field correspondent Gabby actually got an exclusive interview with Professor Rowan to kind of give us a little insight into this man of mystery. So we're going to cut over and come right back. A quick break, and we'll be right back with the show. Hi there, folks. Field correspondent Gabby here in the Sinnoh region with the one and only illustrious Professor Rowan. It's so good to have you here with us today, sir. Hi, my name is Professor Rowan. I am happy to be here. You sure sound like it. Ecstatic. Well, I won't take too much of your precious time. So let's just jump right into questions. Um, can you tell our listeners, what is your research specialty? Pokemon. Anything you want to add there? No, I, I think that wraps it up. Thank you. 
just uh, go on to our next question here. Uh, can you tell our listeners, we know that you just came back from doing some work abroad. Um, where were you on sabbatical? Were you in another Pokemon region? And, you know, what was happening over there? I was not here. I was out. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, no more to, to say on that? No. No, no, I don't. Okay, um, you know, since uh, you're you're a Pokemon professor and we don't really get an opportunity to interview very many, um, I was curious if you could uh, tell our listeners anything about where you source your starter Pokemon. Is there, like, a common ranch that all of the professors, like, use? Or, or how does that work? We have a plot of land. Uh-huh. It's, it's big. Is that owned by you? Is it is it owned by like a like a daycare? It's complicated. Uh huh. Okay. Um. All right. Well, I I can tell that you're very busy, so um, I'll just skip right to the last question, the patented hard hitting question for the folks at home. What do you say to the allegations that you are conspiring with the Pokemon League to take advantage of unpaid intern labor? I say that. Um... No. Now back to our show. Um, Man I guess that was enlightening. Few words. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's uh, it, I guess that's a, what like the least disturbing interview we've heard in a long time. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how useful it was, but yeah, it's, it's a thing. Starting off strong, Gabby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so poor Gabby. Now Jenna. You mentioned Jenna did buy some Pokeballs uh, and made her way back to Twin Leaf uh, to let her mom know that she was leaving um, on this whole internship. And Pooh just did the same of, of going back, bought some materials and stuff, got some Pokeballs and potions, kind of mixed it up, um, and did go ahead and go back to tell his mom bye as well. Um, now, I know you had mentioned that Jenna actually caught a Pokemon on the way back. Yeah, so uh, sort of to commemorate the start of this internship, you know, some people might get a little cheesecake or a bottle of champagne or something to celebrate your first day on the job. Um, Jenna wanted to commemorate her first day by catching a Starly, which is the Pokemon that sort of, I guess, in a sense, set off this whole thing. Um, And while she was battling a Starly, trying to catch it with her Pokeball, she was like, oh, by the way, did you know that I did uh, a couple weeks internship at Twitter a few years back? Um, so she, she named this Starly Twitter to remind me that she also worked at Twitter. <laughs> How fitting. Yeah. How fitting is a little bird for Twitter. Yep. Oh, <laughs> Toad's adorbs. Yep. Well, so yeah, so Pooch is also was able to find a Pokemon on the way back, um, not too long after leaving Professor Rowan's lab. Uh, and Pooch just ran into a Shinx that was just aggressively adorable and like, it was just a moment, like, I saw once that Shinx came out of the grass, because they're not super common. We didn't run into many of them. Mm-mm. When that Shinx ran out of the grass, Pooh just was, like, very much like, mm, that Pokemon's the shit. I got to catch that. So immediately was able to catch it and named it Shartinx, the Shinx, because he's the shit. <laughs> yeah. So we now have a Turdwig and a Shartinx uh, ready to go. I love ready it. Ready to just hold it down. <laughs> I love it. Oh, Shinx is so this cool. Time. I'm bummed we is... didn't run into one. Yeah, we didn't find any, but uh, they're super cool. Good for good for Pooches. Very, very excited about it. Now, we do end up getting back. Kind of 
Pooja's mom seemed really excited about it. Uh, did I actually end up giving him a journal to kind of keep notes in and like embrace the experience, learn from it. I did like that. I feel like there's a little self-reflection. Pooja seems like kind of like self-reflective, like he's got a hold. It's just such a a 180 from Pugis that it's just like a it's wonderful. It's like a fully formed little person that I get to yeah get to document and everything for you and this time. Definitely helpful for us if they keep their own notes because now we have a reference of what their experiences are, not just mm-hmm. our observations. So yeah, I definitely see that coming in handy for us as well. Very, very much so. I am a huge fan. Um, and then in completely unsurprising news, uh, Fugfasse's mom decides to ask us to deliver a package to Fugfasse, and it's like I think at this point it's just because like. One, it feels like not a ton of people are coming in and out of Twin Leaf Town. So maybe it's just like, oh, fuck, someone's got to take this. And two, it's like, because we are these, like, professionals that are with them, I think they immediately, people feel way too comfortable asking these children to run errands. Because they're like, oh, Sessie and Derek are professionals. They'll take care of it. They'll make sure it gets delivered. And it's kind of annoying at this point. It's not. We are not a delivery service at all we barely qualify as adults frankly like a hundred like literally though like just just barely squeaked in there so like i don't know what they think so you know maybe we should prove a point and just like punt that package into the lake or something yeah it's so bucolic it could probably do with some litter <laughs> i literally had to pause for a second i was like what's bucolic <laughs> So after punting this package into the bucolic lake, no, we, we actually took the package because unfortunately we're nice people. Um, we do move on to Route 202, and that's as we leave San Gemtown, heading north, that's where we get onto it. Um, and we do run into Professor Owen's assistant who uh, is very kind of, they seem like they're everywhere. Maybe there's more than two. Maybe it's like seven, and they just it's they just use the same two names and pretend to be the same people. They definitely honestly, I wouldn't be able to tell. Do a lot of waiting around, which really begs the question of like, what is their job? Because right now it seems to be just waiting around for us to show up in convenient locations. I was gonna say yeah, maybe their job is just to pretend to look busy. At this point, I don't know. Um, they just gotta stand around everywhere hoping someone pops up. So yeah, they do end up greeting. Uh, Pujas and Jenna, and actually gave Pujas a tutorial on how to catch Pokemon, which I'm kind of confused because at this point they could see that we already have like little teams of Pokemon building, so clearly like we we know how to catch Pokemon. They think we just like tripped and fell into one, like so it's a little weird. But like they're just trying to be nice, so I don't think it was worth like fighting with them for. And I honestly, like I said before, I think they are fighting for ways to try to feel productive. And yeah, and this is what they wanted. Like- said it was a pretty quick tutorial in the past some of the tutorials that have been given have been like extremely long and Mm. useless like this at least was a pretty quick like let me give you the spark notes version and then afterwards lucas was like oh you know i could have taken down the pokemon's health a little bit more or given it a status condition but you know i just wanted to make sure you kind of like got the point and jenna like held out her two pokeballs and was like i i get the point but yeah, I, I understand <laughs> but yeah a hundred percent it was it was very kind of them and everything but unnecessary and i'm getting a vibe that we may end up seeing them multiple times for just random shit because they have nothing else to do so maybe they should be the one delivering packages hmm yeah. make them feel useful yeah that would that would give them something to do for sure yeah <laughs> go do that mama fuck face give it to them <laughs> now uh, there were some trainer battles here, so this is the first kind of peek into trainer battles that both Jenna and Pooh just got. 
nothing super eventful. I wouldn't say any like intense battles or nothing, but it was cool to see Turdwig and Shartanks like kind of going at it with other trainers' Pokemon. Um, it was a good time. Uh, it was cool to see Pooja's like battle style and everything like that. Very much, he's very much like a child of few words in battle. Not at all like some of the other trainers we've seen. Um, very much is like there with the one-liners and quick burns and like subtle things as opposed to just like being obnoxious which is appreciated yeah um there weren't that many interesting trainers i think um there were some starlies some bidoofs and some shinks which are exactly the same pokemon that are available you know wild in the grass so Mm -hmm. nothing too wild or crazy um but what is worth noting is here in our first trainer battles, um, which is something that I got wrong in season three, uh, it is in Sinnoh that Pokemon moves are now split between physical attack and special attack and therefore physical defense or special defense. So in the past three re- regions, a Pokemon's attack power was based on the type of move that they use. So like all electric moves were special attack full stop but with shinx who uses spark that's now a physical electric attack so starting to introduce a little bit more complexity into the battling system um which is definitely really interesting to see from the perspective of a of an observer and a journalist so certainly looking forward to see how this changes the landscape of like now that we've followed three different trainers six technically between the two of us um, we've gotten a pretty good handle on battling strategies and styles, but I feel like with this split, that is going to totally rebalance how our trainers approach Pokemon battles. Yeah, I good. It's one of those things where it's like, I'm either like happy for you or sorry that happened type deals <laughs> where it's like, <laughs> I'm just here for the ride. Uh, I'm just gonna hope Pooh just knows what he's doing. I, it's just I'm like, Turdwig smash! Like do your attacks, like do your thing. Um, all the the specifics and stuff of it, I I don't understand. I'm just I'm along for the ride. So I'm glad you know. So if if Pooh just has questions, I can come to you to ask that stuff. But if well, you ask me, <laughs> I'm just gonna be like electric beats water. Bam, genius. We'll all learn together over the course of season four, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, learning, I'm learning new words. Learning different types of attack things this is a wonderful wonderful journey that i'm going on here um but yeah outside of me learning the basics of pokemon battling um it was a fairly short and uneventful route um but that does lead us over into jubilife city Uh, and i think that's where we're going to call this uh, this opening episode to a close for now um next week we do make our way into jubilife city route 203 orberg gate and orberg city and the orberg gym I wonder what Orberg is going to have for their Pokemon type. This is a real mystery. You got to hang on for this one. So don't go anywhere. Come back to find out. But for now, this has been Pokemon Radio with your hosts, Derek and Ceci. I'm Professor Oaks, Pokemon Talk. Ceci, hit him with the social media. If you are on Twitter or Instagram, you can find us at Pokemon Radio Pod. Um, if you listen to the show on Apple or Spotify, please do rate and review the show for us. And then no matter where you listen, please subscribe or follow on whatever platform that is, um, because then you can stay up to date on all of the happenings of season four. This show is made possible by support for your Goldrod Public Radio subscription from listeners like you. Always remember... 
I wanna be the very best Like no one ever was To catch one of every gym type Is my real test To train them is my Unpaid labor for the Pokemon League Sponsored by the Sinnoh Pokemon League. Did you get any insight at all, or is it also a wait and see? No, I, I, I said she's naming them after Fortune 500 companies. Oh, I'm so yes, I'm sorry. My bad, my bad. I got caught up on the Bernie Sanders thing, I'm sorry. After that, I kind of forgot everything else. Like, I'm so fucking funny, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> 